Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! Hello, all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between. You have joined us for a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. We are the Van Halen Show, the show that dives into the catalog and discography of Van Halen themselves, one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time. You know the drill. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Kamire. Joining me, as always, Corey Morissette. Corey, how you feeling? Yeah! Feeling pretty good. It's uh, October is a really shit month for me when it comes to work. I got tons of stuff on the go work-wise. Uh, I'm producing 48 hours of live television this month in the span of three days uh, pretty much consecutively. So I'm gearing up for that. So that's why uh, we don't have a ton of guests on in October. But one thing we are going to do, Mark, and, uh, I wanted to talk to you about it here on the air. Uh, we've had a lot of great guests uh, on our show, a lot of big you know, other podcasters, authors. Uh, of course, Greg Renoff. I was a huge mm-hmm. one, Eric Sanich, uh, Kelsey, uh, everyone's uh, favorite Kelsey. Uh, we're going to get back to this more Van Halen fan shows, and we've uh, I've been going through the list, and we've got quite the list of people who have reached out at one point or another and asked, hey, if you ever want a guest on the show, I'd like to come on. Um, so we're, we're slowly going to start making our way through that list, and uh, our first guest uh, will be on uh, next week's show. But I just wanted to ask the folks, if you're interested in, in coming on our show, maybe let's keep it to... Um, the emails because sometimes uh, between Twitter messages and emails and Facebook and whatever, I might miss the odd one. So if you can either uh, email us uh, podcast will rock at gmail.com, or you can go to our, uh, our uh, webpage podcast will rock.com. And there's a forum on there. You can fill out and uh, we'll keep all the uh, requests to coming on the show right there. So I can keep track of them a little bit easier. We're in high demand and it's uh, all because our listeners really dig what we do and we appreciate you. And we appreciate the fact that you too want to talk about Van Halen as much as we do. So thank you. Thank you for that. And uh, to those of you who have requested so long ago, patience, we are, we're getting to you. Trust me. Um, producer extraordinaire Corey he he uh he's only got so many hands and you know he's in so many pots and so he can only do so much you know that's but right we're trying we're, we're getting we to are it. trying I, I know there are a couple of requests that came in in April and here we are uh in October oh, so my, my apologies uh for making you wait so long but we are going to get you on the show and uh good lord be willing the wheel will be kind to you Oh boy. That's that that seems to be our lot though. People are so excited to get on the show and then when we have them, most of the time it is not exactly the song they want to hear, nor is it the era they want to hear and and we're and we're sorry for that. But again, <laughs> it's 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 the spin of the wheel. Uh our apologies to Greg once again because he yes. was he was so excited and then just we just watched his soul die as we spun. <laughs> How many you say I? And I may have to jump him up in the queue a little bit. Uh, maybe we'll try and get him on before Christmas because uh, everyone's still busting my chops about getting the mulligan for the DLR <laughs> boys. Yeah, we got to get Greg on there. And, uh, you know, we, we, we got a lot of the 
a lot of the junk off the wheel. So we're bound to to spin a better cut for Greg next time he's on. That's true. The the odds are more in our favor the the more we go along, which is which is good. I did not anticipate that. I was afraid when we started this show that we were going to just spin hit after hit after hit and it was going to be great and then we were just going to hit some of the uh the not so great ones and just hit this lull and then I don't know. I don't know what would have happened, but Part of that is what makes the show fun uh, for us, at least. Uh, I hope you, the listener, have fun as well because you never know what the wheel is going to spin us. Sometimes it's a gem, sometimes not so much. But uh, that that's why you tune in, right? Yeah, of course. Of course it is. Well, and right now, uh, we're the only two people on the planet who don't know what the song is because if you clicked on this, uh, it's Friday, and it says right in the title what the song is. But as we're recording this, we have no idea. And I yeah, know exactly. It, it's scary to a lot of our guests. They're like, you don't really just spin a wheel, right? Like I can prep beforehand. I'm like, nope, no prep. We, we <laughs> like, legitimately nope, we, we spin, spin a wheel. wheel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, We're not lying to you every time. That's that's why I always uh, ask the guests when we have them on. It's like, you can confirm this wheel is real, right? Like uh, we're spinning this wheel. Uh, I assure you it's it, there is no funny business occurring there. No, and this wheel is, is fucking with me tonight because I always do kind of a, a practice spin. Uh, before we get rolling here and the practice spin tonight was pound cake which is one of our most uh, anticipated tracks i know breck cooper has demanded i call him when we roll pound cake i know kevin brown from the tom petty podcast <laughs> has demanded we call him when we spin pound cake we, we could have like 10 people on the panel whenever we spin pound cake i mean for real though and just uh, look you guys i'm right there with you i want to hear pound cake just as much because i absolutely love that song it's one of my favorite van halen uh, uh tracks so it, who knows who knows what might happen this might turn into uh kind of just a a, a free-for-all you never know but um but until then until we spin the wheel we won't get there quite yet we have to we have to discuss some stuff Corey, i think there happens to be some van halen news that we can discuss what do you say yeah there's a little bit uh of course you can always go to the van halen news desk to get all your van halen news uh, they do a, of an amazing job over there um we have this kind of back and forth going, though, uh, when it comes to an Eddie Van Halen tribute. Of course, um, Wolfgang, now twice uh, for the Taylor Hawkins tribute concert, has gone out on stage and performed a couple of Van Halen songs. In London, they did uh, Hot for Teacher and uh, On Fire. And uh, in L.A., they did Hot for Teacher and Panama. And uh, it was uh, Dave Grohl on bass and uh, Justin Hawkins on vocals. And they fucking killed it. Like, it was just amazing. And everyone's praising Wolfie, and rightly so, for like how he's playing these songs. He said, and you know that oh, that's yeah. kind of his, that, you know that that's his closure. You know, he wanted to do it to kind of honor Taylor, of course, but also to honor his dad. He never really had that opportunity. He never plays Van Halen stuff uh, as part of the Mammoth set, which is cool. You know, he wants to keep all that separate, and that's fantastic. But he he just just absolutely killed him. It was note perfect. He was so fantastic, and of course that got everybody. Oh, we should have Van Halen with Wolfie, but no, 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 no. Let the kid do his own thing. He feels like. He's got some closure now out of this because the likelihood of a tribute in his eyes are incredibly slim whenever you're dealing with the Van Halen camp, which is which is one of the more dysfunctional band camps maybe ever. You never know what the fuck is <laughs> right. going on. Yeah. And um, so you have that on one side. And then you have Sammy on the other side saying, oh, I'd absolutely love to do something. And maybe I'll call Alex in a week or two and uh, see what he's up to. And I'll even sing Dave songs to make the fans happy. And we'll get Mikey on board and we'll do a big tribute. Yeah, I don't know if it's that easy, though. Uh, 
you know, no one knows what Alex is thinking at all. I don't think he's come out and said anything uh, one way or the other about anything uh, for that matter. And obviously he's still in mourning. He's going to take as much time as he needs. Um, mm-hmm. But you, you hear some stuff maybe from the management saying, you know, maybe we should try and put something together. And if they could, obviously it'd be amazing. But um, when you're talking about, you know, David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar and, and Alex, uh, you know, kind of getting together to do something, uh, history shows that they that may not be as easy as it sounds. No, and honestly, I think the fact that we haven't heard uh, anything from Alex is pretty telling. Uh, just in the sense of, yes, you're right. He he is still mourning. He oh, or he's he's dealing with this in his own way, and it it doesn't sound like he is in any rush whatsoever to jump back into this. Uh, back into the the machine as it were without his collaborative you know partner in crime you know what i mean his 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 brother uh not just a band brother but you know actual brother you know the these two the lifeblood of the band there it's in the name for god's sakes it doesn't sound like he uh is too keen to start anything anytime soon and nor should he, he really shouldn't have to. I know I get why people would be excited at the prospect. Look, if they announced it tomorrow, I would be excited about the prospect, but it doesn't have to happen. It's totally okay. Like, like you said, uh, Wolfie's got his own thing going on right now and he's excited about that. He's in the studio right now, prepping for new mammoth. So that is where his focus is at this moment. And, kudos to you dude like for by all means go write yourself another awesome record i can't wait to hear it you don't have to think about van halen stuff right now because that's just it's done he said he had closure during the taylor hawkins tribute uh performances great because if that is your closure if if you heard what he did there's no better way. There's no better way to go out. Like my, my words can't even form just because i just don't understand why people are so hung up on the fact that it mu- there must be uh, a continuation. There doesn't. We can just let it go. And, and I know Sammy uh, is throwing his two cents in, saying that he would be very keen to do it. And I would love for him and Michael both to, to join up with Wolfie and Alex, uh, ideally, and maybe do some some songs, some sets. But is it likely to happen as you say Corey probably not history has shown us that and that is okay we don't have to have it it's fine you, the, the the fans need to learn how to let go that's all i'm saying yeah uh it was closure for wolfie you know what uh, for me as a diehard van halen fan it was kind of closure for me too uh watching both those sets like uh, uh I, you know i i'm not embarrassed i i may have shed a tear uh th- sure, thinking sure. about my hero Eddie Van Halen and watching his son just go out there in front of you know tens of thousands of people live and however many watching on stream and just destroying it and like playing playing for his dad and honoring his dad yeah. and it was amazing if that's all we got man I am fine with that uh, if somehow everything aligns and everybody comes back together and they do a gig or like uh, Sammy mentioned, do a residency two or three shows or whatever. I'm sure that'd be great too. And I'd be first in line. I'd be, you know, trying to get my passport back and uh, get it renewed here in Canada. There's like a two year wait list to get your passport renewed, but I'd be working as hard as I could. (laughs) So I get down to the States and watch that show. But if it doesn't happen, I'm I'm more than happy with, with the the tribute that Wolf paid uh, his dad uh, at the Taylor Hawkins uh, tribute. And I can't wait for mammoth too. 
Uh, and I know mm. it, it's tough for him because when he started doing the, the first Mammoth album, you know, his dad was around. And now yeah. this time he's, he's, you know, doing all the tracking and, and he's starting to work on drums and stuff this week and his dad's not there. And it's, you know, it's got to be killing him. And I, I feel for the poor guy, but I, I can't wait for that album because uh, that Mammoth album was one of my favorites of the past decade. It's absolutely phenomenal. And I can't wait for part two. It was such a surprise, too. I mean, it shouldn't be a surprise, but it is because you never know. You never know how uh, legacy uh, people are going to do in terms of their own, you know, project and stuff. People love Cher. Cher has a son who has a band called Dead Z. Dead Z is not that good. Um, (laughs) Apologies if if you're a Dead Z fan out there, but I'm sorry. They're not, I've seen them live. They're not that good. Uh, So, hey, sometimes it just skips a generation. (laughs) These things happen. Um, but look, that's not to say that uh, Sammy or Michael can't work with Wolfie on something else later down the road. Hell, maybe he's got something for him. I doubt it. But maybe in uh, this next Mammoth project, maybe he'd be like, OK, Sammy, you want to do something? Like, come over here and do like vocals real quick. Like help me like harmonize with me or something. Or right? call Michael, too. Why not? We're here. Um, that would be cool. Uh, but again, as we say, if the closure he got doing the Taylor Hawkins tribute shows, playing those Van Halen songs is all that he needed, then that's all we need. Um, there's nothing more to be said about it. So uh, we're with you, Wolfie, how, however you want to do it. Sammy, I appreciate your enthusiasm, but you know, don't, don't give people false hope because it's, <laughs> it's, you're just setting yourself up for failure at that point. But uh, what nevertheless should there, or should there not, uh, arise some sort of uh, some sort of tribute for Van Halen with the members involved. We will be waiting with eager breath, or we will not, and we will be completely content. So there you have it. Um, anything else in the world of news, or should we get on to the poll? Uh, that's about it. But you you talked about uh, you know uh, Wolfie really hasn't done much with Sammy or Mike. I think that'd be really cool uh, if they it got would together be. and did something. I know uh, you know Sammy's talked about doing more Van Halen stuff. Uh, on the road because he of course he's touring with Sammy in the circle they have their new album out uh, which I haven't heard yet but I hear really good things about uh, so I can't wait to check that out but you know why not you know if they're in the same area let's bring Wolfie on and do a song and who knows maybe something will come of it Uh, there's still avenues and opportunities there they don't always revolve around uh, Mm -hmm. the whims of David Lee Roth if you will or whoever in that (laughs) camp is is creating all the dysfunction but uh, that's really all there is for news Uh, the big news for us this week was our Twitter poll on last week's song and it's a little surprising it is surprising um speaking of this song uh so we covered dreams last week uh i would love to hear if (laughs) if sammy and michael wanted to get together with wolfie and do a tribute at least just one song do dreams i think that would be a way to get to wolfie to do it because you know oh yeah big fan of that song um and we are big fans of that song it is one of my top tier van halen tracks but the how did how did the rest of our audience feel about dreams? Boy, I tell you, I thought for sure this would have been, you know, mid nineties what dreams are made of. Like you, you always got the one or two contrarians who got to, you know, you know, monkey up the works here a little bit, the cult of Mariano, if you will. But mm-hmm. holy cow, uh, this one was seventy eight point two percent what dreams are made of. Twenty one point eight. This this dream is over, and that who is who are shocking. you people? <laughs> <laughs> who are you? That is saying what? Like how? I don't and understand. Who hurt you? Who, who hurt you? 
did, did the did, did the lyrics just not uplift you like they're supposed to? Did you just feel nothing? And this is coming from me, who is one of the most cynical people in the world. And and you voted no. I I even I got on this uh, poll early just because I wanted to see how it was doing a few days ago. And I, I I commented because I kept seeing more and more votes were swinging no. Like, who voted no? I want to know who you are. Out to yourself. Corey, please, please shed some light. What are they saying? Well, I, I got a working theory that uh, Sammy banged a lot of groupies in the 80s. And maybe there's a lot of uh, uh, men who uh, didn't grow up with daddy uh, because Sammy Hagar oh. was on tour. And maybe they're bitter. Uh, and, and they voted no. That's the only reason I could think of. Because even <laughs> the aforementioned John Mariano, uh, his his comment was, uh, "Who the fuck voted against this? You're out of the cult." So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's if Mariano is saying it, then that something is amiss. Maybe there's yeah. another cult. Maybe there's it's another conspiracy. I don't know. I don't know oh, what's I, happening here. I can't even. I can't believe the results were like this. But let's get to the comments here. Of course, uh, Mark said, "Who voted no?" Uh, Airhead replied to that and said, truly iconic Sammy era Van Halen. Uh, Wolfgang Van Halen is right. One of the best. Crazy thing. I only just realized there are zero backing vocals on this one. They just step back and let Sammy nail it. Arguably Ed's high guitar counterpoint takes the place of backing vocals. But that's a great point. We didn't even mention that. Mm -hmm. no, no one's singing backup on that. That's that's all Sammy. I, I honestly, God did never even, it didn't occur to me at all. Uh, even when we were listening to it again until I, I read this this tweet by Airhead. And I, you're right. You're absolutely right. There's no background vocals because there's no need for them because Sammy is just like, hold my beer, take a step back. I'm going to do this and just belts um, in such a beautiful way. So, yeah, great observation that I can't believe I never caught before either. We were just enjoying the song so much, we kind of skipped right over that. So we thank did, you very yeah. much uh, for that, Airhead. Uh, let's go down to Heath McCoy, our good buddy Heath, who says, only the Dave or Die fans could have voted against this one. No question about my team, Dave Allegiance, but great is great. And this song climbs higher and higher. And then he put in brackets. See what I did there? <laughs> You're damn right, Heath. Good man. <laughs> yeah, great comment. Uh, Sean Geek and Fast Fret Boy said, uh, we covered the entire 5150 album over on our show. Yes, they did. It's a great episode. Uh, if you recall, Dreams got an overwhelmingly high ranking on the entire album with this song. What Dreams Are Made Of? More like one of the songs that defined Van Hagar. 100%. Could not agree more. Absolutely. No no argument. Our friend from the Uriah Heap show, Scott Haskins, says, uh, the most powerful and passionate vocal I've ever heard from Sammy. Nice drum fill similar to one in Jump from this song at the end of the clip you play on every single show. So thank you very much for that, Scott. Yeah. Uh, our good buddies at the Deep Purple Podcast, uh, who uh, their Twitter handle is now Deep Purple Boo Cast. I see what you did there. It is October. Uh, they <laughs> said, I uh, can't tell you how many times I've heard this song, but hearing it with you guys was like discovering it again for the first time. An absolute classic. Great performances all around. Oh, thank you, guys. Yeah, that is fantastic. Thanks so much for that. Uh, the Mighty Van Halen says, a perfectly written pop rock song, killer solo, corny lyrics. Disagree with Mark the Bat there. Uh, the faux inspiration and verses are like a bad poem, but I know most people love it. So there's a little bit of a descending vote. And I reiterate my GIF response, how dare you? <laughs> uh, gee, someone named Alice 
uh, says happy international podcasting day boy so th- you, you have to thank uh, christy for that <laughs> comment yeah oh cheeky alice yes <laughs> uh heath mccoy's back and he says amazing uplifting tune sam's powerful vocal soars eddie solo inspired off the chain perfection and the drums of alex he's on fire here yep electric drums i've heard 5150 criticized for this but it suits the album love the electric toms on this one yeah it, it was never uh like when I brought it up, it was never about uh, criticizing the electric toms whatsoever. It was just I am noticing that like, oh, OK, I hadn't really paid too much attention to it before. But I'm noticing it's like, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he's using electric toms. And the more we kept listening to the song, the more apparent that, yes, indeed, he was. And that's fine. Wasn't a criticism, just an observation. And uh, yeah, just like he said, it fits. It suits the song, I think. Totally. I, I thought uh, Alex's more uh, electric drums on uh, OU812. I forgot he had kind of dabbled in it a little bit on 5150. So that's my bad too. For mm. not, Again, I was just kind of caught up in the song. So I wasn't yeah. worried about <laughs> getting facts right. I was just really enjoying myself because I love that tune. Exactly. Uh, next, our good buddy Kevin Brown says, uh, 10 out of 10, every part of this song is perfect. Nothing much else I want to say about it. Absolutely what dreams are made of. Couldn't agree more, Kev. Agreed, Kevin. All right, Kyle Anderson says, this track always gets me in a good mood. When I hear it, I get higher and higher. Straight up, I climb. There you go. See, Thanks for that, yes. Yeah. Der Urs says, most, most likely the best vocal performance of Sammy Hagar ever. And what a killer song in general. Double thumbs up. Uh, I mentioned that show. It's probably my favorite Sammy Hagar vocal performance of all time. Certainly uh, one of his best in the Van Halen era, for sure, or his time in Van Halen. Um, I'm... I cannot recall another song that i think uh is comparable that mm-hmm. he did outside of van halen that would be uh in the similar vein so yeah you might be absolutely right there there we go uh greg zito says this is sammy's best vocal and by the time eddie gets the second guitar solo i feel like i can fly and he put a little gift of superman on there so yes yeah very well said uh scott says great song musically it shows how eddie was evolving as a musician in 1986 it took advantage of Sammy's strength as a singer and gift for lyrics where he puts effort into it. Inspiring song. So there you go. When, when Sammy tries, uh, he, he does have uh, some game as a lyricist. <laughs> you see, it's there. It's all there. Like no, no one is, I, I, I've said this from the beginning. No one is exempt from some, you know, bad every once in a while. Uh, here's, here's my problem though, that I'm reading all these nice Good, uh, uh, happy comments. We obviously see where all of our uh, thumbs up voters were. Where the hell are the down voters, though? What's happening? Cowards, I'm, I'm, all of them, cowards. Uh, show yourselves. <laughs> uh, here's one from uh, David Lee Smith. Uh, this isn't negative. The chorus will take the vote for me. It's obviously what dreams are made of. Nuff said, exactly right. Yes uh vh5150 vh says one of their best with sam 100 agree with that one mm-hmm. and finally scott monroe says quintessential sammy era perfection makes me think of the music video of the band performing dreams at the whiskey a go-go as police and riot cure assemble to calm the masses trying to get tickets i don't remember are. that video yeah. but uh, i'm gonna have to seek that one out <laughs> right um Again, and so we appreciate all of those. Uh, we echo those sentiments from every one of you, absolutely. But again, I'm just, I'm just baffled. I'm baffled at the near. I mean, twenty one point eight, like twenty two percent said, "Nah, not this one." Like what? 
like, do you even like Van Halen, bro? Like, I just, I, I don't know. You know what? I feel like th- there's a there's a divide here with our listeners. We have our contrarian uh, cult of Mariano, of course, but even even the cult can of Mariano can sometimes agree uh, when good is good, and that's fine. They can be reasoned with, I suppose. I feel there is perhaps another faction of contrarians that are all Diamond Dave supporters and nothing more. You know, we've talked about this before, how there's just the divide between fans. You're you're either a a Dave guy or you're a Sammy guy, and there is no in-between. And I just, I have to feel that this 22% might be the Diamond Dave collective. I agree with you, but I'm I'm hoping maybe, Mark, through our show, let's try and, and, and bring that divide a little closer together. Let's get the Dammy side and the Sammy side closer together why does everything have to be so black and white it's not just i love this and i hate this there there could be shades in the middle i personally prefer david lee roth i also love sammy hagar and Mm -hmm. dreams is one of my favorite van halen songs of all time and i you know and and you're you're kind of the opposite you prefer sammy you love sammy but you don't mind Mm -hmm. david either you like that era as well you've been hoping for a song for like two months now uh, on the way yes. here. <laughs> <laughs> my, I, it's just like my my two favorite Van Halen songs that are neck and neck. One is a Sammy tune and one is a Dave tune. Yeah. And I've been like itching for either one of them. Um, my introduction to Van Halen was uh, from a Dave era uh, like song. So, I mean, yeah, of course I like Diamond Dave. Of course I do. But if I'm talking about which one I prefer, I prefer Sammy, but that doesn't mean that, you know, I, I pref- uh, uh, vote one over the other. It's just like, no, it just, as we've discovered through the show, sometimes it just depends on the song. Um, mm-hmm. Sammy is not without his stinkers whatsoever. Neither is Dave, but it's just, there's yes, it's the middle ground. So all of you out there, you, you, you Sammy haters, Let's find a mutual understanding because this poll should have been incredibly one-sided. And I just, I'm, I'm baffled. I'm baffled. Well, and I would hope that the middle ground is that we all love and appreciate Eddie Van Halen, especially Alex Van Halen and Michael Anthony and Wolfgang as well. You know, if you have a preference to one singer or another, that's fine, but don't make it so cut and dry. Open yourself up to maybe experiencing uh, this music a different way. That's what the whole point of this show that everyone gave us such shit for. You don't know anything about the <laughs> band. I don't give a fuck. I, I'm rediscovering this band. I'm rediscovering their catalog and bringing on the guests that, that kind of help us do that one yeah. track at a time. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. And I'm appreciating Sammy more and more as a vocalist. And he does have some really killer lyrics on some tracks and some are stinkers, just like Dave mm-hmm. has stinkers, just like you just said. like Dave. Just yeah. Open yourself up. Put all your prejudices aside and listen to the song. Can you Mm. find merit in it? Can you find merit in dreams? Yeah, it's a perfectly crafted pop rock song. Van Halen 2 is a lot heavier. We get it. But there's good stuff in there if you open yourself up to it. It's all there. Yeah, just, uh, I don't know. Open your mind, open your ears, and just like let it take you away. Let it allow yourself to be open to the experience. Okay, you know it's been a long time. A lot of these songs are decades years old, so like it's okay to you know allow yourself to feel uh, other things other than you know one track mindedness. So, uh, uh, so we just we just simply ask you to be on the journey with us as well. Okay, so there you are. Um, 
But thank you for voting, everybody. Thank you for your, your comments on the poll. And now comes the time where I ask you, Corey, it's been a it's it, it's been a week for you. You got uh, some some crazy things coming up uh, with work. You need a good good Van Halen tune. So I ask you, which one do you want to manifest for tonight's show? Well, you know what? Um, after that whole discussion and me being more of a Dave guy, I really want to hear a Sammy tune because <laughs> I really I really want to cement that point. And I know uh, we almost spun Pound Cake, but two away from that was Run Around, and oh, that is the man. song that really. Uh, really opened me up to the Four Unlawful album. I remember Pound Cake came out like you know that's a great song and all the video was fantastic. But Run Around mm-hmm. with, with the spinning stage that video, oh god, did I love that! And that is one of my all time favorite Van Halen songs. I, I I need a good one tonight. I feel like uh, there's a ton of good stuff on there, but give me some classic Sammy. Give me some fuck. Give me some Run Around. That's what I'm hoping for. I too, I, I'm not I'm not gonna go with my original manifestation idea. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna echo you. What I want is a good track from For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. That is exactly what I think we need. If it's pound cake, awesome. That mm-hmm. would be great. Uh if it's runaround, awesome too. I would love right now. Uh just like g- give me uh, a good, yeah, top tier uh song from For Unlawful. I think uh something from the fuck album is definitely needed. Oh, that sounds great. Give me something like uh, Top of the World. Love Top of the World. Yes, uh, yes. Or the dream is, you know, we had dreams last week. Why don't we have uh, the dream is over this week? <laughs> Wouldn't that be? Uh, I don't know if that's irony or if that would just be uh, just a hilarious, uh, happy coincidence. I don't know, but either way, I'm here for it. So you're here for it. I'm here for it. We're 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 priming the wheel. We're hoping, we're praying that it gives us something amazing. Um if it's not from Foreign Lawful, fine, but you know, give it. We need something. We need something good uh, to uh, kind of get us back into the zone. So, whenever you're ready, Corey, I'm ready. Sammy, when you're ready, take us away. All right, and we're coming up with. Ooh. Oh, so oh close. Woman that in close. Love from Woman Van Love. So about as well, far away from the fuck album as you can get. We're going all <laughs> the way back to Van, Van Halen, Halen 2. 2. All right. I tell not you what, mad uh, at it, though. <laughs> not at all. Uh, Van Halen 2 is an album we haven't done a ton of songs uh, from yet. Uh, no, so uh, Woman in Love was the uh, ninth track. Uh, or the almost second to last song uh, right before Beautiful Girls. Um, do you have any recollections of this one, Mark? Just, oh, yeah. Just because uh, I've jammed Van Halen 1 and 2 probably. The, well, that's not true. I was going to say the most, but that's not true. For Unlawful is probably the one I've jammed the most. Uh, but Van Halen 1 and 2, and as I've told you, I like to view those two albums as just one big album uh, in my in my head canon. So a lot of times if I'm rocking out to one i have to either go on to the next or go back to the other one uh so yes i have i've kind of covered this album top to bottom quite a few times i love this track it's not my favorite absolute track from the album but it's still it's great um and it's it's uh i don't have any direct memories about it just that it's one of those good van halen tracks uh from early van halen that makes you kind of fall in love with their sound how about yeah. you yeah oh uh, this is one i haven't heard in a while 
Uh, I, I don't think I've really spun Van Halen too since uh, Chris L was on the show. Oh, uh, wow. Doing okay. out of love again way back when. Uh, like I said, I tried not to listen to Van Halen because I kind of want to listen to these songs with fresh ears. Uh, so mm-hmm. Women of Love isn't a track I heard a lot of. I I, I remember really digging the harmonics at the beginning. Uh, oh, yeah. I think that was really cool. I don't, I don't, I don't want to tip my hand. Obviously, I'm going to listen to this with fresh ears, but I don't think there's a bad track on Van Halen 2. Uh, so uh, whenever we, we spin a Van Halen 2 song, I am pretty damn happy. So, yes, yeah, spoiler alert, probably <laughs> uh, to uh, what, what you might get later on. But nevertheless, let's see if maybe uh, we have a fresh perspective this time around. All right, here we go. This is Woman in Love from Van Halen 2. So there's the harmonics on that intro that I was talking about that I really, really dig. Uh huh. Do you, uh, you're familiar with the film uh, Van or uh, um, uh, Wayne's World, right? Oh, of course. <laughs> there's a scene in Wayne's World when uh, Wayne is going to try out this new Fender Stratocaster that he's had his eye on for a long time, and right before he starts playing, the clerk stops him and says, "No stairway to heaven." And that's kind of like a rule of thumbs. It's like if you're gonna play the guitar, the electric guitar, with, you know, with the amp on, and everyone's gonna hear you, do not play the riffs to "Stairway to Heaven." Just don't do it. You just, it's it's, it's kind of like uh, you don't wear the band T-shirt of the band you're gonna go see at the show. I don't know who made up that rule, but whatever, you don't do it. Um, this intro with all like the the whole riff, uh, the the harmonics and all sound like something that if you know how to play it and you're going to go try out a new guitar or a new amp, this might be uh, the thing that you're going to try out, you know, and you, and you do it specifically so that, you know, the whole store is going to hear you and uh, (laughs) the whole store is either going to be very impressed or you're going to fuck it up. And then everyone's just going to be like, (laughs) Oh my God, turn it the hell off, dude, get out of (laughs) here. But that's what, that's what this, uh, this intro has always reminded me of. It's like, Oh, this is one of those, uh, guitar center riffs where you go in like oh let me try out this uh this new fender right here and see if you can Im- impress the uh the employees well and if you remember wayne's world uh he i think he plays just three notes but they're nowhere near the three notes at the beginning it's of not... stairway to heaven <laughs> it's <laughs> they could, closer they to women in love it. actually yeah yeah they couldn't afford the you know, like even three notes to the yeah we can't even get song. close to stairway or we're gonna get sued so it was just a random <laughs> three notes uh but i found a great quote from eddie van halen about that intro which i'll, I'll read here for you uh he yeah. says and i quote uh there are some harmonics i do on the intro which i really like it sounds different and i double track it too so it sort of sounds like what a harmonizer does it sounds mm-hmm. like i use a harmonizer but i didn't all i did was double it I use the regular Strat on that, and it sounds really neat. That's the only other guitar I used beside my main guitar, uh, which is, of course, the striped one from the first album cover. He says, I put it together myself, and it has a Tele pickup in the back and a fat Strat pickup and something else. I just had a junk body laying around, and I threw it together in a day. I had a Dan Electro neck, and I put on it. I only used it for that one part because my other guitar is too ballsy sounding to play quiet. <laughs> 
wow yeah it's like oh yeah just put it together in a day and, yeah know, threw together a like guitar like, in a day <laughs> It's like, my God, ugh. if I if I didn't love the guy so much and be like, man, fuck this guy, because <laughs> it's like what a you're like sh- showing showing your dick like right away. It's like, oh, yep, here it is. It's, this is this is what I do. I just put a guitar together, double it with my, uh, you know, my original riff. Yeah, no big deal. Whatever. The other one's yeah, too ballsy. <laughs> except in Evie's uh, case, when he's showing his dick, it's 18 inches long. And, and fucks like a jackhammer because he's Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, there it is. So it's, it's that's his his whammy bar is uh, is what he calls his piece. That that is good shit. And when you're listening to it with the headphones on, you got Eddie on the left, you uh-huh. got Mikey on the right, and you got like David singing on the left. You got the harmonizing on the. Oh, it sounds so great. It's oh, it's it's brilliant. This it's it's such a it's weird to say uh, a nostalgic trip for me, just because like this was this came out before my time. Uh, but I don't know this, this just gives me the feeling of hearing those early, uh, Van Halen songs, like on the radio when I was a kid, like I've, I've talked about that before. Um, so it just, I don't know. It just kind of makes me feel like a kid thinking about like rock and roll and, and, uh, what that means and what life can be a party life can be fun. All you need is, uh, you know, <laughs> women in love and rock and roll. That's, uh, I just, uh, I, I love, I love the sound of this. I love everything that's going on right now. Well, and lyrically, it sounds like uh, this woman that Dave's interested in is, is kind of torn between him and somebody else. So uh, we'll, we'll see uh, how the story progresses here. <laughs> So that's interesting. And I, I found mm. another quote from Eddie Van Halen here. Uh, it sounds like uh, Dave's girl is interested in girls. That's what and, it sounds like. And, yeah, you know, if you're needing a woman just as bad as me and Eddie uh, said, uh, if you follow the lyrics, you can look at it two ways. It's about a guy going out with a chick. And as opposed to the conventional way of losing a chick to a guy, he loses his chick to another chick. If you don't listen carefully, it sounds like woman in love about a chick just running off with another guy. But they put a little extra twist to it where it's, uh, a girl leaving him for another girl, which is kind of cool. 
Yeah, yeah. It's uh, subvert expectations early, uh, saying, and, uh, you know, what's Diamond Dave going to do? Like, what are you going to do? She, she leaves you for another woman. Like, you've lost that battle, dude. Like, um, she's not coming back. Um, this gives me the feeling, though, this is like a song uh, you'd hear. Um, I, I think I've mentioned before, uh, sometimes there's such a thing as like bar songs where you're at a bar, you're just chilling out, you're having a drink or two, and uh, there's just a good rock song sort of playing in the background, but it just but it seeps into your system and you kind of just, you're vibing it. This is one of those sort of like bar vibey songs to me because it's not it's not your typical Van Halen where it's like a pulsing, steady rock. Like it's not like a ain't talking about love, which is just like constant, constant, constant. It's kind of almost in the sense of uh, running with the devil in the sense it's it's calm in the uh, in the verses a little bit, where it's just kind of like taking the music back a little bit. That's not saying that the guys in the band aren't doing anything because they are. Uh, but it's not as just full in your face. It's kind of subtle until it like gets to that chorus. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Uh, couldn't agree more. Uh, I had a thought and I lost it. So I'm, we're just going to play the song. <laughs> it happens. Okay, before the guitar solo, I remembered what it was. You mentioned this being like a bar song. One thing you mm -hmm. don't catch listening to this in a bar, like off a juice box, is how great the background vocals are. And and yes. when you listen to this with headphones on, you really hear Mikey and Eddie. Oh, man, it's so clean. I was, it is so crisp yeah. and so good. I was wondering when we were going to get to it because like, I was I was holding off. I was like, no, 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 like, don't forget it. Don't forget to mention it. Yeah, those those harmonies are so good. Ah. Early Michael and the early Eddie just is working working as a cohesive unit, man. It's uh, it was a beautiful thing. Oh, it's the magic of of early Van Halen, really all Van Halen is, is that harmony, right? Like that's how yeah. that and Eddie's guitar tone and and for me, Alex's drums is how you can pick out a Van Halen song just a few bars in when you're listening to it on the radio. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's that is what makes this band stand. I mean, if if people haven't figured that out already, it is the magical collective of all of these things put together. I mean, the, the Van Halen brothers already had their uh, formula as as far as playing together goes, and as far as like what they wanted from one another, because you know they're brothers, they're playing together, they they understand one another, they understand what each other wants. But then you add things of Michael Anthony's, you know, bass skills that probably doesn't get as much love as they should, but his vocal harmonies, on the other hand, unstoppable. And then, you know, you got the char the charisma of, of Diamond Dave and then later Sammy Hagar and just, yeah, all of those things working together. That's what makes a great rock band. You get these different elements and you, you blend them. And most of the time you just have to hope you get a good result. But sometimes the magic is just right. All right, we should talk about the solo, but I just before you get to the guitar stuff, I just want to point mm -hmm. out again what Alex is doing on the cymbals there. 
right? Yeah. And 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 that that's what I'm picking up more than anything. Ding, 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 ding. Just the little accents he's putting on the symbols uh, that really lay the groundwork for Eddie to to put down what I think is another great Eddie Van Halen solo. Yeah, Alex is given the sort of a ornamentation with the uh, with the symbols, you know, just sort of he's highlighting really like what because Eddie is doing this all this finger. He, it sounds like a lot of finger tapping on the fretboard is what he's doing, right. uh, which that's not out of character for Eddie whatsoever. <laughs> but he's doing it. He's doing it a lot in a very kind of a tight formation. And Alex with the symbols is just really highlighting it uh, when he's kind of he's kind of off the beat of where uh where eddie is is tapping and then um but then michael is also he he hasn't let up with the uh with the bass rhythm at all and he's he's still keeping it moving um so yeah not not eddie's probably most uh rip roaring solo but that does not take away from uh how you know fitting it is well and i thought it was kind of cool that you, you have mikey with the bass kind of the low register and then, then you got eddie he was really kind of restrained he's not really changing uh, you know, uh, the harmonics or anything like he's not really going high, not really going low. He's kind of staying in a certain pocket. And then you got Alex on the yeah. cymbal. So you kind of have that, that high, that mid and that low where it's bass mm -hmm. guitar yeah. and the, and then the drums. I, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Just sort of, uh, making it, a not a chord, but just, yeah, yeah. A full blend, a three-part yeah. blend. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> Right. Woman in Love from 1979's Van Halen 2. Uh, also performed quite a bit uh, on the 2000 tours on 2012. And 2012 was played 50 times. 2015 was played 41 times. And there is a live version of this on the Tokyo Dome Live in Concert uh, release. It was on disc two, sandwiched between Hot for Teacher and Romeo Delight. I could see that because this isn't uh, one of their overly kind of crazy high energy songs. Uh, it's it's like I said, it's it's a little bit more subtle. It's a good rock tune to be sure, but it's not uh, it's it's not like crazy out there. So I could mm -hmm. see them wanting, you know, when the vocals may not be at their absolute best or something, you, you don't want to overdo it. This is a good song for that. This isn't it's not too high. It's not too low. It's just kind of right there. I get it. Yep. Uh, let's play just a little bit of it, if you don't mind. I, I kind of want to hear yeah, how yeah. Uh, how Eddie and Wolfie uh, harmonized on, on there. And he, let's hear how Dave sounded, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
What do you think he played this on, Mark? I'm assuming his Frankenstrap, but maybe not. I think he hit the nail on the head when he said this is like in Dave's wheelhouse at the time. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's not too vocally taxing. He could play it near the end of the set and it still sounds pretty good. Yeah. Those harmonies are tight as hell. Wow. Like, you know, I, yeah, yeah. For a live like, show. That's crazy. <laughs> well, and you know, Eddie doesn't give enough credit, I think for his part in those harmonies. Like everyone always points out Michael <laughs> Anthony, cause he sings so high, but Eddie's right there too. And Wolfie's a tremendous singer as well. And one thing listening to him do like Panama and stuff uh, on the Taylor Hawkins shows, uh, he's singing those harmonies like right on. It sounds just like, mm -hmm. you know, Mikey and his dad, it, it's right in there. So uh, that sounded fantastic. Yeah, those are really good tight. It's it's hard to do. It's hard to get your harmonies that tight in a live show when you're playing that loud of music. Uh, I, I I can just tell you from experience, it's hard to do, uh, and especially depending on what leg of the tour you're on. So yeah, kudos to uh, Wolfie and Eddie, man. Just that was very very tight. Sounded fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So Mark, uh, with that, I, I guess it's time for us to vote. Uh, let's start I guess with you. So. What sure, we'll start thoughts? with me. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Is this dream over or is this what dreams are made of? I mean, why why bother with, with shenanigans at, at this point? You know, at, Corey already said it at the beginning of, or before we started playing the song, there's not a bad song on the Van Halen two album. I fully agree with that. Women in love is no exception to that whatsoever. It is. Um, this is one of those songs. Like I said, it kind of puts me in a, a nostalgic mood because of what it uh, reminds me of just being a kid listening to early Van Halen. Um, and uh, you know, when the world was at uh, my fingertips, uh, <laughs> I was so, so naive at the time, but nevertheless, the song, is killer it's a good song to just vibe out to if you just want to hang out with people hang out with your friends have you know have a drink or whatever or if you're just you just really want to sit down and analyze a really good rock song you can do that this is this is absolutely a good example to do that as well because it's, it's not too heavy it's not so slow that it's like a uh like a power ballad or anything like that and it's like no it's just a nice smooth groove of a tune van halen has plenty of those songs they're they're i would say known a lot for i mean they're known for a lot, a lot of their uh, rip roaring solos and their hard rock music but look they've got some smooth grooves as well women in love is part of that uh uh repertoire of those songs i think uh everything just works man i, I love the harmonies uh as as you guys well know um, the, the solo fit the song, just like Eddie, when he, when he does it well, he does it very, very well. Um, Alex 
being Alex, man, especially right there at the end, kind of throwing us for a loop with that, uh, that weird rhythm um, at the end. <laughs> just, like, I'm still trying to figure that one out. Um, but more and more, I just, I'm more appreciative of the musicianship there. So women in love is absolutely what dreams are made of. It's early Van Halen. How could you vote against it? I don't know, but we'll find out because Corey, what say you is women in love, uh, what the dreams are made of, or is the dream over? And has she just walked out with the other woman? Nope, she's staying with David tonight. I love this song. I love this album. Uh, this is maybe uh, one of the greatest one-two punches in rock history, Van Halen 1 and Van Halen 2. Like, fuck you. It doesn't get any better than that. And I've been waiting a while for this antidote. I've been reading a lot of Van Halen lately, and I've been waiting for a Van Halen 2 track uh, to come up so I can tell this little anecdote to you, Mark. I'm not sure if you know this, but in the liner notes of Van Halen 2, uh, the Sheraton Inn in Madison, Wisconsin is thanked. Because on Van Halen's first tour, they stayed at the hotel and completely destroyed the floor they were staying on. They had fire extinguisher fights. They threw televisions out of windows. And they blamed it on the on the band that was uh, playing with them on that tour, which was Journey. So <laughs> if, if you're the Sheridan in Madison, Wisconsin, and you got Journey staying there and Van Halen, and they completely trashed the entire floor, who do you think it's going to be? Clearly... You, I mean, look, Steve Perry was a wild man. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it was the Van Halen boys. But no, I, Women of in Love is, is fantastic. <laughs> uh, like, I, I can't imagine anyone downloading this song or anything off Van Halen too. And if you do, for shame, for shame, turn mm-hmm. in your Van Halen fan card because fuck you. This is great Van Halen. This is great rock and roll. I love this track. I needed this one tonight. We didn't get our fuck song, but that's okay. We got a great Van Halen 2 track and I'm very happy never mad at a van halen two track never mad at a van halen one track either so yeah just bring those on yeah as uh, Corey mentioned we we haven't had too much from van halen two so yeah i'm looking forward to the rest of that catalog uh because i love that album very dearly women in love man yeah that's ah i'm probably gonna end up listening to that like two or three more times later just because i'm just it's such a such a sweet sweet groove and uh i don't know you can vibe to it man and sometimes the vibe just must go on uh speaking of vibing you've been vibing with us here at the show uh cory where can the people find the show if they want to get some merch if they want to find uh the back order the back catalog all the good stuff where can they find you personally Oh, they can find the show uh, www.podcastwillrock.com uh, on Twitter at podcastwillrock.com. They can find me at cdmarset.com and they can find us as part of the Deep Dive Podcasting Network. A ton of fantastic shows on the Deep Dive Podcasting Network. I'll go through them real quick for you. We have the Deep Purple Podcast. They have been killing it lately. Absolutely fantastic show. Uh, Sabbath Bloody Podcast. Skinnered Reconsidered. In the Lap of the Pods. Of course, that's a Queen podcast. Uh, the Magicians Podcast, hosted by Scott Haskin about Uriah Heap. They got a new album coming out soon, so Scott will be cranking that machine up again here real soon. Woo. Uh, then, then we got Hawk Binge, Maiden, A to Z, Diary of the Madman. Talking about Ozzy's new album, which is really good, actually. So check out Diary of the Madman. That's fantastic stuff. Yeah. Uh, the Metal Gods Podcast, Universally Speaking, uh, Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited, uh, featuring myself and uh, some other guy and another guy. We've actually added a co-host. That'll be coming up soon. That'll be released uh, very quickly. You'll find out who that is 
uh, so far, so pod, so what? The Tom Petty Project, backtrack Steve music, talking everything, movie music, and T-Bone's prime cuts on the other side. Mark Meyer, I know you got a ton of stuff going on. Uh, where can the folks find you online? Find me at Mark the Bat on Twitter and Instagram. We just had some. Uh, uh, we just had a show uh, called Women to the Front. It's our third time doing it. It's a tribute show uh, celebrating women songwriters, women uh, front people of bands uh, throughout the ages, mostly '80s, '90s, and early aughts. Uh, that was a great turnout. Uh, a lot of a lot of money was raised for uh, the YMCA charity event. So thank you all. If you were involved, uh, to all who came out and to all involved, it was a great time. Uh, stay tuned for the Halloween bash. Uh, the Exit Inn is one of Nashville's oldest and most prestigious venues, and unfortunately, it's going away because so many things are going away for various reasons. So, if you want to uh, catch one of the last shows before the Exit Inn has to finally close its doors, Come on down to Hollow on Halloween night to the Halloween bash. We'll be doing uh, a whole sleuth of songs dedicated to the holiday, including songs from uh, the Misfits, Rob Zombie, uh, even some classic songs that you might uh, have heard in your childhood. Uh, some songs you might have heard from some classic TV shows. We're throwing it all in there, man. It is going to be a bash, one to be remembered. And it's probably going to be the last time I am on the uh, the exit end stage. That makes me very, very sad, but it's going to be a good time. Mark, we have late-breaking news. Oh? I, I, I opened Twitter uh, to get the Deep Dive podcasting show, so I got them all right. And Tom, uh, Tom who's going to be on the show next week, tagged you in a tweet. The question is, it's a poll. He wanted your opinion. I want to get it on the show here first before you officially respond. The question is, you can only go to one concert. Whose show are you going to see? And the four choices are Aerosmith, Van Halen with Sammy Hagar, Grand Funk Railroad, and the Steve Miller Band. Well, if Grand Funk doesn't just pump you up, then, I mean, what are we even doing? No, <laughs> do you even have to ask? Do you have to ask? It's absolutely Van Halen with Sammy Hagar. Are you kidding me? It's, they could do the only the For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge uh, album from top to finish, and that's it. And I'd still be happy. Are you, Hell, that's they, That's not even a question. <laughs> they could do balance from top to bottom, and you'd probably pick that one over the other three. Yes. Like, yeah, give me that. And that is no, I'm throwing no shade at Aerosmith or Steve Miller whatsoever. Okay. But come on, come on. I, I, I took the liberty of voting for you. Currently the votes are Van Halen, 37%, Aerosmith, 34, uh, Grand Funk at 14 and Steve Miller band at 13. So. That's kind of funny. I would have expected uh, Steve Miller to at least be in third place, but nope. I, guess I know. Not. Right. But yeah, who would have thought? Yeah. But uh, nope, it's definitely uh, give give me the the Sammy stuff. There you have it. Uh, I went ahead and voted Grand Funk for you. So uh... <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, that's that is the show, you guys. We did it. We did another one. Uh, we're we're getting so close to the end. Just kidding. We still have over seventy songs to go. We're not even remotely close. Yep, but I tell you what, we are uh, seventy three. Wow. But we are approaching that time of, uh, I believe, Corey. We might be approaching our anniversary very, very soon in the in the coming weeks. Maybe the the coming month, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'm maybe not much it was of a April. producer that I don't know this off the top of my head. <laughs> but uh... 
for whatever reason, I was thinking we started this uh, back in back in November. But uh, but if we haven't, if it is April, then disregard. Holy Nevertheless, fuck, right. November fifth, twenty twenty one. We started. Yes. yes. You remember? So we remember the fifth of November. Yes, we should do something <laughs> special for our anniversary, shouldn't we? We should. We should keep that in the docket. In fact, actually, all of you listening, let us know when November fifth rolls around for our anniversary. What What would you like for us to do? Do you have any suggestions? Uh, and don't just say, uh, "Well, no, nah, never mind." I'm not even going to say it out loud because you'll. You, that's exactly what I think our listeners would do. Be like, yeah, that thing Mark doesn't want to do. That like we want you to do that. <laughs> like, no. Uh, but yeah, no, give us, give us some feedback. Cause that's crazy. I knew I had a feeling that it was, it was approaching cause November just stuck out in my brain, but wow, Corey, almost a solid year of doing this. this is, that's insane. Um, it, it, it's, it, it seems unbelievable. We lasted this long, right? We thought I will do this for a few <laughs> weeks. Nobody will yeah, listen, yeah. but no, yeah, we're a full year in. We still got 73 shows to go. So we, we got at least another year and a half, maybe two years uh, to go, but that's fine. I'm still having fun. How about you? I'm having a blast and I'm it's equally fun because you all the listeners are interacting with us you're 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 a part of our journey even if you know uh Van Halen's catalog top to bottom before we showed up you're still in it with us and we appreciate you so thank you for sticking it out with us and uh keep on we're not done we are not done yet because we still haven't covered my favorite track yet um my two favorite tracks yeah, we they still have not come up yet. So we certainly can't we certainly can't end the show until we at least do those come because that would just make me so sad. Um and we've got guests lined up, so we're we're gonna keep going strong, you guys. But yes, feel free to let us know if there's something special you'd like us uh for us to do for our anniversary. Corey and I will have a think on it and uh we'll we'll see what we all come up with. But until that time. On behalf of Corey Morissette and myself, this is and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later.